<laughs> All right. right. Well, <laughs> good morning. There's another start to the podcast without the jingle from my students. So <laughs> the students are going to be doing a jingle here soon, holding them accountable. Josh, did you did you make that? Um, it's just some like it's like a preset. Pre, yeah, preset sounds that are downloaded on the soundboard already. That's pretty sweet. You should have just, <laughs> just said yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I yes. grew up with that. Me, I mixed that up. Me and a trumpet. A.M. in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are, uh, it's a Saturday morning at 7.30, so we're still kind of waking up a little bit, but. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm Sam's awake. been up for like three hours. So Sam, yeah. Sam was the first one here, and he drove from. Arvada. Arvada Can to Can we talk me. about that? I live in Arvada, and I'm the first one here, you and I'm a minute late commitment yeah that's impressive yeah so we're at uh my new house it's been what like three days or something four, four days. days yep it's been and, a uh, week yeah Caleb and i were it's funny the room that we're in right now yesterday was a paint booth or last even last night it was still set up to be a paint booth that's funny until like 10 p.m or 11 p.m it still kind of is there's a little smear marks everywhere some paint on the, on the carpet What's yeah that? So two days ago, we sprayed every single door in our house, and Caleb and I, we, I have this tiny room, and it's all sealed off, and I, Caleb and I come out after spraying, how many doors were there? 18, I think, 17? Yeah, you really Jeez. underestimate me, how many doors you have in your house, because... Until you count them. Yeah. Go so, your spray painting. Yeah, so student, students, here's what I want you to do. Go and count how many doors you have in your house. And tell us, just randomly, come up to us and be like, 25. And we'll understand. Yeah, we'll know. And you got to count closet doors, too. Exactly. Every single door. Yeah, everything like that opens. Not, not cabinet doors. No, that's not doors. They're just accessories. Like doors to a room, doors to a closet. Anyways, I come out, or we're done painting, and we come out and just covered <laughs> in black. And we got, like, halfway through painting, and I'm like, I asked Caleb, because we were wearing masks, I was like, should we be wearing goggles? Because I can just feel the paint in my eyes. I was like, this is this cannot be good for our eyes. That's funny. But anyways, I wake up yesterday morning and my ears just clogged. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's annoying. And Was there paint? Like thir- no, no pain. Oh. 30 minutes passes and I'm like trying to unclog my ear. Can't get it unclogged. And I'm like starting to think, why is it clogged? Why can't I get it unclogged? And I was like, was there did paint get in my ear and clog my ear? And so an hour passes, still clogged. A couple hours pass, Jeez. still clogged. Like four hours pass, and I'm like, okay, this is starting to get a little concerning. concerning. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of weird. And then it started getting really annoying. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. And all day yesterday it was clogged, even last night. But this morning, it's not. Oh. I'm I'm very happy. <laughs> Probably just I, I thought I was like I'm gonna be deaf in one ear for the rest of my life. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I will say I took some Q-tips that night and I just swabbed my ears out. Man, you would not believe the amount of paint that came out of yeah. my ears. <laughs> Probably got some pain there, bro. Probably so. I heard that Q-tips are like dangerous for your. Uh, I think ears. so. They but push the earwax. They back do. In. I bet they do great for getting paint out of them, though. That is true. I have AirPods as my main set of headphones. My bad for yours too. They're bad, and my earwax. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's like a, I have to like su- like s- prepare myself for like a crime scene because it's gross. What? It's, so, so you don't use Q-tips? You just use your AirPods? 
No, I don't use anything. And, I, and all I'm saying <laughs> That's is why you got so much earwax. All I'm saying is, if you know of a solution, students, if you like your parents or your mom has like a solution or something that you get earwax out. Yeah, I just they, need they make that tool that like sucks it out. I need that. Vacuum. I need. Wait, I need that. They make like a wax that you put in your ear, and then you light the candle, and it pulls the earwax out. So I don't want to burn myself. Oh, but no. have you never seen that? I have not. Oh, I'll show you after thing? this. Whoa. Yeah, I'll show you guys. We need to do that as a activity. I think. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I think don't know. More WNT. I think the wax method is like strictly for professional use only. Yeah, I'm not professional. No, they right. sell kits. Yeah, that's a little sketch. <laughs> we can try it. <laughs> I'll just say to that is I got a lot of wax, and it's gross. We'll get it out. We all got wax. <laughs> we have yeah. Solomon here with this this morning, so that's fun. Thanks, guys. Good morning. Yeah. Glad Caleb, to be here again. Yeah. Caleb and Sam just got back from Arizona. Yes. That was, was that? fun. Sam it, toured it GCU a, a little bit. Yep. Lopes up. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Sorry. I heard you stayed in a Motel 1, not a Motel 6. Yes, yes. Let's I thought it was called, like, that. the Red Roof or something. Yeah, so it was this motel called the Red Roof Inn. Oh, I thought you said And uh, <laughs> let me talk about some of the extra benefits you get. Not as a, a – op- that's not, like, what it comes with. You get, as a benefit, uh, heating and air conditioning. And – This is part of the description on the hotel, yeah, right? Yeah, the description. Yeah. <laughs> So that's not required. It's a benefit for them. And I thought, I forgot something else. Oh, and you get like a bathroom. You don't toilet. need heating in Arizona. In no, the you don't. Time you do. But you running get water. air conditioning. R- running water, that's an extra feature. Did they give you a shower? They gave me a shower. Did you have like cockroaches coming out of it or something? No, thankfully. But I know other people that stayed did. I'll just say that this motel was not a Motel 6 or a Motel 12. It was a Motel, or Motel, I can't speak. Uh, Motel 1, and it was terrible. Um, I, so yeah, where GCU is in, is in Phoenix, it's in an area that's definitely sketchy, not um, appealing, but the cool thing about GCU is that as GCU improves, it's going to improve the community with it instead of just being this resort in a sketch little town <laughs> and so when i went out there to see the route uh where i'm staying at i didn't realize how sketchy it was until we got to the motel and so the, when i got my room i walked in and a the aroma or the scent of the room hit me as i walked in <laughs> and it's cigarettes oh. and so it's it lingers and it's strong yeah, and I don't use, I don't, I don't smoke. So I probably gave that that room a break for a week. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. so that was a fun little thing to come in and just be hit by every time I walk, and I forget about it all the time. And then you can usually reserve a non-smoking room. Well, the oh he did, I did, and the requirements <laughs> of the room or every room is don't smoke in it. Someone did, but people do, and so. Yeah. The first night after I visited some friends and went to their churches, um, I went to my uh, hotel room around 10 p.m. I don't advise that. If you're going to be in (laughs) Phoenix, be at your place by 6 or 7 where there's sunlight. (laughs) And then (laughs) as I'm walking there, um, I'm trying to get into the gate, and then there's a tow truck that pulls up to the gate as well. 
And then there's this dude, like, on the second level of the motel, just hanging out in his balcony, smoking a cigarette. Of course. As you do. Chairman called like, the cigarette in. Yeah, taking a couple cigarettes in. And then he's like, <laughs> hey, bud, you see this tow truck behind you? And I'm like, yeah, I do. He's like, these guys suck. <laughs> I'm like, who are you? And he then starts to cuss the dude out just to try to get into his hotel. He wasn't going to, oh, man, you know, take anybody's car or impound it. He was just staying there. And the dude was just fl- like cursing him out for like a good solid two minutes. And I'm trying to get into the gate, but my key <laughs> did not work at all. So every time I came back to the hotel, I had to go to the front office, be like, hey, my key's not working. Get them a new key and do that every day. It was a routine oh, man. that I had to do. And I'm just like, what is this? Sam, I'm going to go there next time I go to Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, stay there. Let you me, know, let me just read some of these amenities these guys have. Please. <laughs> it's read pretty the, great. Especially the extra benefits. We offer our guests free Wi-Fi and guests uh, a coin laundry facility. Coin laundry. <laughs> coin. <laughs> Two nice. well-behaved pets per room are welcomed at the Red Roof Inn. Or they also offer ADA amenities. So that's always good. They don't. Well, not for you. <laughs> Limited bus truck parking, and kids seventeen and under stay free. Well, that there's the amenities wow. right Whoa. there. How about you just book a hotel by room? Yeah. So if you book, this is what the hotel itself offers. So there's no pool. It's like, oh, you get a pool. Can we just recognize that? But if I'm 17, I can go sit there for free. Exactly. I guess so. Can we just bet? You can't even reserve. Yeah. You might not book a hotel unless you're 18. So then if an adult stays, you just have to pay for the room you would have paid for. Yeah. (laughs) That is a hoax. Can we just, like, recognize the amenities it comes with? Does not talk about anything about standard. Did you know that Motel 6, where it got its name from? No. It used to be $6 a night to stay there. That's amazing. Whoa. I paid hamburger for six bucks anymore i paid two hundred dollars to stay at this motel one that's you should have stayed at a motel six yeah two hundred for for how long for almost five days okay that's 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 pretty cheap it's pretty cheap that's cheap but it's it's you pay what you get yeah all right well we got to get into it no more amenities no more yeah we're running short on time we got a lot to get to (laughs) so we're in the second week of our relationship series and this week is going through dating. It's going to be a very Let's go. fun topic. So um, we're just going to get right into it. Um, so going into dating, we're going to talk about what kind of man or woman do you want to be going into dating? What does that look like? I would love to hear from maybe Josh or Caleb. What, what did you guys think of yourself? Like, like yeah. when you started dating your wives, what did, what, where, like where were you at with that? So I guess I can start off. I was kind of in a unique situation. Um, I was a little bit older. I I didn't have my first relationship until I was a senior in high school. So when I met Morgan, I was a couple of years out of high school. And part of me when I was dating, I didn't want to just date to date. And when I met Morgan, uh, I was pretty upfront about that right away. I said, hey, I'm not dating to date you. I'm dating to get to know you, to see the potential to have a wife out of this. And a lot of people, I think, these days don't do that. They just want to date to date. And that's why I never had a relationship until I was a senior in high school. And when I met Morgan, I was upfront about that. And I said, hey, I don't know if this is going to lead into marriage, but that's what I'm looking for. Uh, I want to make sure that you're on the same page with that before we get into this relationship. And so knowing that she was on that same 
path as I was, it was really easy to go into that relationship and say, okay, we have a purpose for this and we really want this to potentially develop into something. Didn't mean that it had to, but that was our goal going into uh, that relationship to begin with was really looking for someone to marry and not just being in a relationship to be in a relationship with someone that we liked. Mm, That's good. I like that. I'd, I'd say for me, something that I, well, my dating kind of changed as I got older. So growing up, I always had a desire to be in a relationship with someone. And, you know, that desire grows as you continue to get older. Yeah. Um, but as I dated a couple girls and then broke up, then the seasons when I was not dating kind of turned into, oh, okay, well, this is a, this is a really good season to really work on myself yeah. to grow in my relationship with the Lord so that I'm grounded in my faith mm-hmm. so that, you know, I'm better prepared when a girl comes into my life to date. So it, I, I viewed the non-dating season as a time to just really work on my relationship with the Lord and grow with my relationship with him. That's good. How about you, yeah. Solomon? Yeah, I mean, I, I think re- really similar to kind of what you were saying, Josh, I, I think... I, I went in and out a lot in high school between relationships, but, but I think as I continued to grow older and mature and to better understand, oh, I, th- I think I need, I need to grow as a person of even how do I f- start to overcome personal sin issues, identify personal sin issues, like am I lazy, mm-hmm. like do I work hard, am I clean, and am, and am I reading my Bible? And yeah, like, and how can I, how can I expect to be like a healthy dating partner if I'm not like personally healthy on my own? Mm, and yep. so That's even so just fig- figuring out like where, where are some holes in my life and where, like, how can I like start to work on some of those things and improve mm. and grow? I love that. Oh, that's good. So the next question I had was how can, okay, so now we look at kind of going into dating and kind of just the perspective that I think the world has right now is, okay, well, what, it's very selfish, very self-centered. What can I get out of a relationship? What can I take, you know? And so I guess we're, we're kind of, we want to change the mindset a little bit of, okay, well, how can I serve instead of take? Yeah. I mean, I think worldly dating is very different than godly dating. And especially in the marriage, you see how selfish you are when you're a married couple. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that I wish I would have done better in my dating life was to be less selfish and be more serving, be more like Jesus, um, how he came to serve. And I think if I had those principles, it would have helped our marriage first off uh, within that first uh, couple of years. Like our marriage is great, but I really have realized how selfish of a person I am being married and just the things that my wife does is incredible, and I just wish that I would be more serving. And I think if I applied those principles in my dating relationships, it would help me to be a better man in my marriage. Yeah, I, I, I would say, like, there's there's almost nothing as exposing as, like, I mean, just, I mean, what one marriage, but, but also it just being in a relationship with other people just brings out all of your selfishness yeah. and your pride and your insecurity and... I think particularly what you guys were getting at of 
like the world just tells us that we when we think about dating we should think about what, what do i want yeah. what, what do i want to take yeah. what do i want to get and i think this question is really is is a good question to help us to reframe mm-hmm. to be like no what can i what can i give yeah and i think it actually gets back to even the first question of like oh if if i'm thinking about not just what i want to take like what kind of person do i need to be yeah so that when i am in relationship with other people i bring life and not just death or not just taking but there i can actually give and serve and 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 build something rather than constantly taking things Mm, i like that i uh, think of um, contentness and how in the world we live in it's it's hard to find that especially for me as a as working in retail people upgrade everything in so quick or within nine months or whatever that case is and just to have the next best thing or what can they have that's new or greater than what they already had and i kind of think of just like how can we find contentness in where the lord has us in right now um i think the biggest thing with people date why people date is because the world says we need to date you know i i'm a single guy but i love to have a good time i i hang out with all, all, a lot of friends and a lot of I'm involved with a lot of things because I love to stay busy. And I love to be involved. But if I want to like go out to a restaurant and have like a amazing food, everywhere I I see, everybody's either with a relationship or somebody. And I'm like, why is that? What's like the trend behind that? And it's just like the world says we have to be in a relationship. This kind of question kind of comes with we have to be content with what where the Lord has us. And I love Hebrews thirteen. Uh, one or th- Hebrews thirteen five. Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he said, "I will never leave you nor forsake you." And I think that's just an encouragement of whatever you have right now is a gift and a blessing. And the Lord knows that you can endure re- what you have right now. And if He's not ready to give you something, He's not going to get that until you've grown, until you've prepared for that, until you've matured in that way. Yeah. So. Okay, so taking this idea, I know a lot of us kind of said, okay, well, how do you, how do we ch- kind of change the framework of serving instead of taking? But you can take that to the too far extreme, especially, yeah. you know, as a believer, you can think, okay, well, you know, I, n- I never have to give up on this relationship. You know, I, I, you know, once I commit, like it's over. And it's Im- an important reminder that dating is not marriage two different things. So the next thing we're going to talk about is how do you, how do you know when to break up? And Mm -hmm. also how do you break up with someone? That's huge. Yeah. Um, cool. What a great question. I think there's one big outlook. If we're looking at this in a godly perspective of saying, to becoming one in marriage, that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. If <clears throat> you two are not on that same path and they are not allowing you to grow in your relationship or pushing you to grow into that relationship with Christ, then it might be one of those things that you question and pray about. And if God is calling you away from that relationship, it's okay to break up with them. Yeah. You don't want to get into marriage and then be stuck for life in something that is not going to be healthy and growing your relationship with Christ. And so dating is the goal of finding that life partner that you can do life on a day in day out basis with that is going to push you closer to Christ. Yeah. So with that, 
how do you break up with someone? I think <laughs> you don't just go and send them a text. That's the worst thing you can do. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> seriously, it, like every relationship's different. You need to pray about it and let God direct you with it. Don't text them, but go into it with a loving heart and a loving mindset of saying, I still care about you. I mean, ultimately, God told us that we need to love our enemies. And I'm not saying that that person that you're dating is an enemy, but you need to be able to love everyone wholeheartedly. And so you need to be able to break up with them in a loving way that you still care about them. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I would say I think this is a really helpful thing to think through because I, I think there's two extremes of where people people think relationships aren't don't really matter they're you can take them take them or leave them and enter into a bunch of different relationships and think, think that's not impactful and realizing that you're but not realizing you're hurting lots of people yep and, and but i also think that sometimes and and i felt this way probably when i went to christian college where i think sometimes in christian circles Christians can start dating people and then feel really guilty yeah. if yep. they think that if they think that they want to break up with somebody yeah. and and then all of a sudden you feel like you need to really spiritualize like like God is bringing you to a season of singleness mm-hmm. or like you just don't know if like this is the right season for you to be dating and you like yeah. blame God for why you're breaking up with this person instead of just telling them that you don't like them anymore like like yeah. this yeah. is and and that's the point of dating yeah. is where like dating is not marriage where we're getting to know someone else and and sometimes in dating and this has happened to me before you just realize i i don't think i really like you that much (laughs) and 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 i think and and people actually appreciate yeah if you just tell them because no one wants to no one wants to find out that they've been in a relationship with someone for six months that that doesn't like them anymore yeah and and so just to even be honest and to have so and just go to the person and to honor them and to tell them that you appreciate them yeah. and also that, that this is just not a relationship that you're interested in being in anymore and it's it could feel hurtful and it's scary mm-hmm. but that's actually a way to honor them and give them clarity of where where you're at so that they don't have to wonder i love that but where <coughs> for me i actually it's kind of funny solomon you touched on the point of you know in like the the christian dating circles or communities it's very easy to like just feel guilty if you're in a relationship and then you're like, oh, well, I don't think I really want to be in a relationship with this person anymore. Yeah. And yeah, you feel, you feel guilty. You feel like, oh, I should, I should make it work, you know? And I, I had that going into a relationship as well. And, you know, my parents always kind of instilled into me and my family that, no, you, you know, you never give up. Like that's their biggest testimony in their marriage is that they didn't give up. And it and it's totally not their fault. It's my fault. I I took that into dating instead of into marriage, and yeah. so yep. I ended up being in a relationship that I should have ended long ago. Yeah, and I didn't because I was like, no, I have to make this work. And and I think I started realizing <clears throat> the girl I was dating was claimed to love Jesus, but. Yeah. She didn't really, and then she didn't really show it with her actions as well. And, um, but I thought, okay, well, I have to, I have to stay. I have to make it work. You know, I have to make her love the Lord. And you know, it's like this is the way that you're gonna love her. Yeah, totally. Like that's you know that's my responsibility, and but that's not that's not how it is. It's yep. it's not marriage. It's dating. You know, and and that's what you're looking for. You're looking for someone who 
you know, loves the Lord, who wants to put the Lord first in their life. Yeah. And if that's not, you know, if that's not who you're dating, then maybe you want to reconsider. Yeah. You know, second Corinthians six, like, I think that's totally what that talks about. Uh, it's second Corinthians six, 14. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Yep. For what partnership has uh, righteousness with lawlessness or what fellowship has light with darkness? Like, I think that's totally what we're talking about here. Like we want to surround ourselves with believers in order to grow with Christ. They're going to build us up. Uh, It's like, I I can't think of the exact verse, but it's a, gosh, I'm just drawing a blank here. Um, (laughs) The iron, as iron, 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 iron. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's our. Um, it's what Dub and Cheese found on. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. Iron Man. Yeah. As iron sharpens. Iron very old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's early. A lot. As iron so sharpens funny. iron, one man sharpens another. Yes. Like, I think that's so key. Um, like we have to be able to build one another up and yeah. grow in our relationships. And the other thing that I'm thinking about too is. When you're dating, you can see someone as, oh, maybe they have like everything put together on the outside. Maybe they have this persona of being a good person, being a good Christian. But at the end of the day, we are all broken people. We're all sinners. And therefore, if you're in a relationship with someone that is not building you up, even though they seem like a good person up front, then it is not a healthy relationship to be in long term. It's it's not going to be beneficial to you. Yeah. Yeah. What what would you guys say? Because now we're getting kind of the topic of what it what does it look like thinking about dating unbelievers? Yep. Like what what would you guys say to to a student who says that they want to date an unbeliever because they want to to evangelize them or yeah. show them the love of God, to show them Jesus, like if they don't like and and what a great way. Yeah. There's for, a ter- there's a term for that, right? Yes, there is. And I'm thinking of it. I just can't. Uh flirt to convert. Yes. Flirt, flirt to, to convert. convert. Yeah. I just don't heard do that. that. I just <laughs> I just heard that. For the first time, like a week ago, I've n- I've never heard that saying before, but it's funny. I mean, I think the principle behind it is all right. Yeah, but, but if you read the Bible, it's it doesn't say you that you don't want to do that. I mean, it it just straight goes back to Second Corinthians six there. Like you want to yeah. be equally yoked with the people around you in order to grow your faith. Exactly. Your your goal, unfortunately, when you start dating with someone, you start converting to some of their thoughts and yep. some of their beliefs. Yep. Um, opposed to the other way around. And so as, as good as your intentions can be, um, there will be areas that you're going to fall in. No matter how grounded you are, it, it can be just a tough situation to put yourself in. Yeah, It could potentially even hurt you down the road. And um, yeah, I think this comes down to like w- what your goal is. If you're trying to like make Christ known in somebody's life, there's so many ways you can do that. You can do that by serving them. You can do that by treating them with love and respect. And that comes by how do you treat yourself first? You can do that by just being kind and listening to them. But if the goal is to date them because you like them and they're not a Christian, then that, like what Caleb said, it could ultimately hurt you because they're not running or they don't have the same foundations that you have so i would i'm on the side of don't do it because i've i've just seen it hurt a lot of people yeah i think the other thing that happens too is you're on two different paths when you're dating someone that way where if your goal is just to convert them to christ i think that's a great goal but if their goal is to just date you for who you are 
then ultimately someone's going to get hurt in that relationship. Yeah. Um, regardless of how that turns out. Yeah, you might be able to convert them. They might be um, a devout Christian after this whole relationship and everything. And they may find someone else. Uh, very well could. But ultimately, if you're on two separate paths, yeah. then it's really, really difficult to come back and become one. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. I've definitely seen it happen, which is great. But it's just it's very, very difficult. Yeah, I think oh, it's so hard. It's such a hard question to answer because um, I... You know, you see both. I've some of my family's really good friends. Their names are Tim and Shelly, and they've yeah. When they started dating, Tim was not a believer, and Shelly was. Yeah. And it 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 ultimately led to him coming to know the Lord, and now they're married, and they've been married for I don't know how many years. So it's not to say that you know it never you, happens. Yeah, it's never, not to say yeah. it never happens, but in my personal experience, and I remember talking about this with my kids last year, I said. I wouldn't recommend it. You know, yeah. when you when you enter into a, a relationship with someone, it either ends two ways. There's either a breakup or there's marriage, hmm. you know, and one of them's great. The other breakup is they're always hard. I've never heard of an easy breakup. There's always heartbreak. It always is really hard. It's never easy breaking up with someone. So hmm. I just I just encourage my students in that. That's like, OK, well. As you think about whether you want to date a believer or a non-believer, just have that in mind. Like, okay, this is going to end in one or two ways. Like, yeah, do I want to date someone when they're a non-believer just to date them? Hmm. Um, because it it's either going to end in marriage or a breakup, and breakups are not easy. So you you just have to prepare yourself, and you know, yeah, yeah, and and I w- I would say too, there. I think it working out, dating an unbeliever, having them like come to Jesus. I mean, we celebrate that. I mean, that's yeah. a, like that's a good that's thing. That's huge. And also, I think it's the exception to the rule. Yeah. And, and, totally. And, I mean, even the passage you read in the First Corinthians passage, like God, God has a laid out, like He He has a laid out word for us when mm-hmm. we as we're thinking about this, and. And sometimes people step outside, and God still chooses to work outside of those things. Yeah, but it's good. but we don't make the rule based off the exceptions. Yeah. and and I think I would go back to and, and this is hard because because I know I know there's even some students who might listen to this or come to WNT who are in relationships with unbelievers right now, and so I don't yeah. want them to hear, uh, you're you're just wrong. Yeah, and 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 to not be cared for, but but I would challenge you to go back to like what what's the goal of your relationship and what's your relationship built on? Like, what are you attracted to in this person? And I think as believers, if we would say that truly Jesus truly is the center of my life, 